Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. We're going to continue in our series, Proverbs chapter 12, specifically. Did I forget anything, Heidi? I don't think I did. Proverbs chapter 12. We're talking about the language of faith. Oh, yes, I did forget something. Forgive me. All right. You go to Proverbs. I want to share this with you. We partner with love in the name of Christ. Heidi didn't know about this one. And I wanted to share this with you. We give to love in the name of Christ. And this was specifically what I was tying to the poor portion of things. And it says this, your prayers and contributions make good things happen for the people with need in Yellowstone County. Uh, they, they shared about a, a, a lady who had come to them uh, who, had, uh, who made, made the point that just being heard gave a lot of hope to her. Uh, this was profound words for a woman who suffered the loss of loved ones and extremely complicated medical history and endured decades of chronic exhaustion due to poverty, stress, and physical discomfort. Um, this young woman needed a bed and simply desired to, be re, uh, to recuperate from the relational, emotional, and physical and spiritual brokenness she was feeling. But it was hope that she found. Hope in the voices of caring volunteers that visited with her on the phone, followed up with her, and yes, the delivery men who set up her brand new bed and prayed with her. She said, my life is exponentially better because, of, because someone cared. Uh, joy, health, and strength are returning thanks to a good night's sleep. I mean, no, that can make a difference. And the hope it brings. Here at Love in the Name of Christ, this is a letter from them which we partner with them. We are often asked what we offer in the, to those in need. Uh, this response says it best, hope. Our hope is the Lord Jesus Christ. The hope is to be shared. Uh, they said this, your generous contributions have helped Love, Inc. provide both services and relationships through local churches to more than 2,100 households comprising thousands of men, women, and children in need, just like this young lady. So, how many are thankful for that, that operation of money? How many know if you, if you uh, can't go yourself and do it, you can send someone else? And you can give. And that's what we do here at the church. That's one of our monthly uh, partners that we partner with. And we give in to them every month at the church. So I wanted to uh, share that testimony with you to let you know you are helping people as you give. Amen? And there's a lot more that will be shared along these lines. But uh, I could give testimonies for hours. And we got to teach you too so you know how to live your faith out. Amen? So we're talking about the language of faith. We're in Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 6 this morning is where we're going to start. We have been in Proverbs, and we're actually going to read just a few more Proverbs and give some definition. And I'm going to give you uh, just some uh, uh, references to verses in Proverbs that speak to the power of the tongue and the power of your voice and, and, and words and the importance of it. And you'll be able to jot those down and then go ahead and um, look at those on your own. Get them into your own heart. You know, sometimes people think this message about what we say is a little simple, but don't let it be too simple. If, if our golden text is true, which how many know the scriptures are true, we know we believe this. Otherwise, you wouldn't even bother being here unless your family drug you. Um, but if the, if the scriptures are true, then what they say are true, which means they affect our reality, which means, according to Proverbs, the power of life and death is in your what? It's in your tongue. So what are you saying about you and others? 
and your circumstances. This is a big deal. Um, it's a big deal, and we need to be aware of it. We, we can't treat it too simple or think, no, my, my deliverance has to be more complicated than that. We do this. How many know we do this? Because we get in our natural head about things, and we get out of faith instead of remaining in faith. And when we remain in faith, it's simple in activation, and it requires patience in manifestation, but maintaining that faithfulness to what the Lord has said to us is a big deal. And we will see the fruit of it as we continue on. So we've talked about this already, and I want to I bring out just a few things. We've talked about and discussed so far what faith is, in case you want to go back and listen to these. They're on the website. How faith comes. How many know faith is not a feeling? Uh, when you believe, you act your faith. We talked about that. Whatever is in your heart in, a, in abundance will come out. You know, sometimes people say, I don't even know why I say those things. I do. Because it's in your heart. That's where it's coming from a source, and you have your tongue attached to that source. And when that takes place, then you speak. You know, I've said this before, and it's just humorous, but we say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I like what one minister said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks. Because it's true. Whatever's in there will come out. If, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, it will come out. Okay? You know, if you're a guy who loves rodeo or a guy who loves hunting or a gal who loves, you know, jewelry or whatever, it's going to come out. Whatever you put in in abundance will come out in abundance. So that's why it's vital that we put the word in in abundance. Amen? Currently, we're discussing and proving from the scripture the power of the tongue. If these truths are important to us, it means we are purposefully implementing them into our lives daily. If they're important. With purpose, we are doers of the word of God and not hearers only. Millions of Christians every week attend church with no significant change in their lives because they never apply what they hear in their lives. Do you understand what I mean by that? Most Christians, the, the level of their relationship with the Lord is when I die, I will go to heaven. And that's the minister's fault to a degree, but it can be the hearer's fault as well. You know, I heard it said years ago, um, and this was a saying that, and people were just saying it with such robust, you know, conviction. Because I was in the public school system. I was on a school board for a while. I mean, by in it, I was on the school board. And my kids were in it. I was never a teacher. Um, I wouldn't have lasted. But anyway, um, <laughs> not that I couldn't be in front of it. It just wouldn't have lasted. <laughs> not the call. But anyway, people were making this statement. And I heard parents saying it. You know, with their, with their particular children, you know, that were maybe struggling in school. And they would make this statement. They would say, you know, there are no bad kids. There are only bad teachers. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of thoughts go through my mind at that point. I <laughs> and since we're talking about words and the importance of not saying the wrong thing, I won't say what I was thinking. I thought, what, what kind of nonsense is this? Let me ask you a question. Is there a better teacher than the Son of God on earth? And yet he dealt with rebellion in his own ranks. So did Jesus mess Judas up? 
you're going to have to settle this in your heart. God is right, and we need to adjust. Now, there are bad teachers. There are bad students. The correct response is, people need to repent and own their own decisions and adjust with God. If all of your problems stem from someone else, how will you ever change? If I never take responsibility for me, well, this church would grow if you... You, you realize this happens all the time in our world. I actually uh, was talking to somebody recently... And what it boils down to is a lack of reverence for God, personal responsibility and repentance toward Him, and then responsibility to do what He asks you to do in moving out in this day-to-day life. All of us. I'm saying all of us. Okay? I was actually talking to somebody recently, and they, were, they implied that God was working with the devil in their life as a believer. Guys... And, they, and I tried to correct them on it, and they looked at me and they said, Oh, brother, brother, I've been studying the scriptures for years. I thought, study longer. <laughs> and I don't know everything. I'm not saying that, but I know from scripture, James says, When any man is tempted with evil, let him what? Not say, I am being tempted of But, you know, a lot of believers don't let the Bible get in the way of what they believe about God. So, <laughs> you had, you just, for those of, you that are, those of you that are visitors, you just have to kind of get used to the sarcastic kind of stab of truth that comes every once in a while. Okay? <laughs> but see, it makes a point. It drives a point home. These truths are what shape our lives. And the truths that are found in the scripture are what, if we'll, if we'll follow and, and work in conjunction with the Lord and repent and turn away from what we're supposed to and walk in obedience to what he said, we'll see the results of what he said. It is a dangerous path to head down the path of, well, God, to blame, well, I should put it like this, to blame God for your problem. God is not making secret handshakes with the devil behind the throne. That's how I like to say it. (laughs) Okay? Every what? Good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. In whom there is what? No variables, no shadow of turning. Which means what? He has no evil in him at all. And he has none to give. Amen. So we need to realize this. So then what is coming out of our mouth? Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 6. The words of the wicked are, lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The Passion Translation says it this way. The wicked use their words to ambush and accuse, but lovers of God speak to defend and protect. Now, let me say this. You can actually use this principle multiple ways. 
But let me say this. Defending and protecting someone doesn't mean you allow them to remain in sin. People say, well, I'm not going to... And this, we're going to get into this just a little bit more today. Uh, nobody can speak anything against uh, uh, me. So if Dale comes to me and he says, Sean, I've noticed something in your life. I noticed that this, there's an area of your life where you have this going on and it's not a godly thing. So he's holding me accountable for that. And I look at him and I say, you, you can't speak that over me. Now watch, watch this now. He's not speaking anything over me that's negative. If I have an area of my life where there is sin running in it as a believer, if he comes to me and corrects me on there or challenges me on it to lead me to a place of repentance, is that a curse word over me? It is not. The Lord put it to me like this. He said this. He said, those who correct, like we'll just say with our kids, okay? Because that's a common thing. Especially if you have younger kids and you're, or teenagers, whatever it is, they're under your control and your care still. They're under your pay, okay, so to speak. As long as my kids are under my roof and they're living with me, they will get correction from me regularly. I like being regular. How about you? <laughs> okay, you could take that a lot of ways. I thought it was funny. All right, so... <laughs> Some houses are, that's the problem, they're backed up. No wonder there's such a bad mood, you know. You got, if I, oh Jesus, help us. All right, if I, if I as a parent correct my child, which I do, and they, what does that show? It shows love. Even though it may sound like I'm saying something that isn't what we might call defend and protect. So you have to take, uh, I love the word of faith. I'm a part of the word of faith. I've, I was raised in the word of faith in the sense of that's where I went to Bible college, all that. But they have taken, the word of faith has been twisted by the enemy in Christians' minds. They have decided to speak things uh, over their children or over situations instead of dealing with what's really there and then making adjustments and speaking things. You know, uh, how many have read the scripture in, uh, let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This isn't in the notes, but it'll be good nonetheless. And you'll, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is where I want to go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for teaching us. Help us get this out. Amen. It says this. It says, um, uh, verse number four, love, 13.4, everybody knows, suffers long and is kind, right? Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, watch this, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never what? It never fails. Now that sounds super positive. 
And it is. Do you know that doesn't mean love is gullible? You know, sometimes people will do this. They'll say, well, I, uh, in, in, uh, 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 how many have ever heard this? Fool me once, it's my fault. Fool me twice, it's, I mean, fool me once, it's your fault. Fool me twice, it's my fault. Okay, I got it backwards. But we got it figured out. Empowering, this is what I want to say. Empowering somebody to do evil and not calling them on it is very dangerous. And then just speaking, quote unquote, the right thing over them. The spiritual words that we have are from the scriptures. Especially, and I'm going to go back to Proverbs chapter 12 here. Do you know love believing the best doesn't mean you ignore what needs to be corrected? Do you know love believing the best means sometimes you're going to have to believe that the person's going to repent and change before you can have intimacy with that person? Watch. We do this. I've done this. You allow somebody, you meet somebody, you, you have a connection with somebody. I watched this, you watch this, man, I watched it in school, of course, when I was in high school and stuff like that. But I watch it sometimes on, you know, it's, it's, in, it's built into our culture. How many have ever heard about the show uh, Bachelor or Bachelorette? Is that, is that the two names? I know The Bachelor's one, but is, is the other one called Bachelorette? Whatever it's called. Anyway, never seen it. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. It's... it's I'm not going to say what I'm thinking, okay? All right, so that's a natural thought. We've got to connect to the spirit. Okay. Those people do things on those shows intimately with somebody they don't know. And then they wonder why the relationship doesn't work. You know, people will do this with uh, dating and things. Or even marriage. They'll go into something not really knowing the other person. And then try to believe God after the fact. It's dangerous. Amen. It's dangerous. What, 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 the, what the scriptures are saying here in Romans 12, or sorry, not Romans, Proverbs 12, 6, it says, The words of the wicked are lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright deliver them. How many know that deliverance of an upright mouth will correct what needs to be corrected? Your deliverance actually may be involved with declaring something that you might look at as, as, as a curse first. You say, how could that be? Simple. I'll just put it to you like this. You did it in your salvation experience. You confessed that you were a what? Sinner and you needed a... That wasn't God cursing you as a sinner forever. That was you going, this is where I'm at, Lord. This is what I am. But I see from your great love and your great mercy that you have something better for me. So I confess this is what I was. But I take in who you are. And I thank you that as I develop and as I grow and as I mature in you, that these things that need correcting, these renewal of the mind issues, will be transformed out of my life. And then I'll move forward with you 
And your glory will manifest greater and greater and greater. Let me ask you just a very simple question, and I want you to test me on this. I want you to go through the epistles this week and see how many times Paul dealt with correction in the epistles. When he wrote letters to the churches, and I think some pastors would think it would be a lot easier if we just were distant somewhere and wrote you a letter. <laughs> you know, how many parents you feel like that? I don't want to deal with my kids today. I just, you know, <laughs> be easier if I could just have you out there somewhere. The Spirit of the Lord showed me, you know. <laughs> but look at how many times any of the apostles, by the Holy Spirit, wrote down and dealt with correction and sin. And dealt with and, call, and, and spoke out that the people were acting in a way with, that was not in accordance. That was not Paul cursing them. Or the Spirit of God. We live in the perpetual positive generation. Whatever you feel, that's what you are. Oh, I embrace, I embrace your truth, your truth, your truth. What's your truth? I embrace it. Oh, you don't feel like a boy today? Come on. I'm preaching real. Oh, you don't feel like a girl today? Oh, you're just whatever, whatever. And a parent who loves a child would correct that confusion before it ever got seated in that child. They would, a parent who loves a child wouldn't go, you know, uh, wouldn't defend the child in sin and lies and following that path. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church right now. Because there's those in the church that are wanting to go that direction because they think love just agrees with everything. Because Jesus was peace. Have you read some of the things Jesus did? I don't know about you, but I think Christians need to just spend more hours reading the Bible, the Gospels, the Epistles, and just looking at what Jesus, how he acted, what he did. Why would you come against a lie so strongly? Because I understand, like with my own children, my own house, my own, I understand that that lie left alone can destroy their lives. And if I love them, I'll, I'll have them not like me for a season so that I can correct and have them love me in the long run. And that is exactly how God is. People think, well, God didn't give me one. I'm mad at God. Like God's in heaven biting his nails, trying to figure out, Michael, Gabriel, what can we do to make him like us again? Oh, come on, please, please. He is not an insecure leader. God is not an insecure God. He has no fear in him at all. He is ever loving, all compassionate, all consuming, anointing, giving. Give to the nth. Gave his son. Gave the best at the beginning. He will never withhold from you. But that does not mean that he is so insecure that he changes who he is to form what you want. Or I want. But the word of faith in different times, and I'm not blaming the word of faith. It's the enemy gets in and he starts to twist these things. To where people are like, I actually, I sat in a Bible study and this was a while back in a totally different, it wasn't even in Montana. And somebody was talking about, we were talking about the compassion of God. And a person made the statement that their child had been raised in church. 
And their child had been trained to love one another. And their child was now a drug addict. And their child was manipulating their parents. And their parents were giving, the parent was giving the child money for drugs. Because he had been, the parent got into this thought for a while. Because the child was using the love of God as a manipulative tool to get the parent to give him money for drugs. Guys, if you love your kid, you will never give your kid money for drugs. Ever. How can that be love? How can love be something that is going to cause physical destruction in what you supposedly love? This is a big deal. We need to realize it. So you say, what do I need to speak in those situations? You need to speak destruction over the enemy's lies. Stand your ground in faith and say, and don't be so insecure as a parent or whatever, relative, whatever the case may be. And stand your ground in faith and say, look, I love you, but I'm not going to love you into destruction. My love for you is not based on your physical need or desire right now. It's based on the standard of truth from the scriptures. And I know if I give you this so that you can go do this, because in that person's mind and the deception that is in their mind, they need that drug to function. And the Holy Spirit is over here saying, no, just come to me. And people say, yeah, but, you know, how are we going to get them to them? If they get hungry enough, they'll get there. wonderful, isn't it? Some of you will be set free if you'll hear this. You, you, you won't have to live in that place of, of, of insecurity. This truth gives you stability. Well, what if they won't talk to me? You're thinking about you. You're not thinking about them. Well, I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling. Nobody likes the feeling. What's your feeling got to do with truth? We have to be able to have a resource of truth so when we're speaking forth that truth, it rescues. Uh, God's Word translation says it this way. The words, the words of, the wick, of wicked people are, de- are a deadly ambush. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean it's just... Uh, deadly ambush, deadly ambush, deadly ambush, deadly ambush. A deadly ambush, and, and uh, Herb brought this out last week and when he was teaching in Vessels of Honor at our uh, Bible study at 9 a.m. He said this, he said this, he said that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, right? But the first part of that verse talks about a man entreating another man to come eat all his delicacies and he's being polite and kind and saying come but in his heart is another thing that's what this is talking about you can actually become a parrot of christianity and speak from your head what you know is right and not be speaking from your insides now that doesn't mean you have to be harsh with people or beat them up. You know what I mean? That's not what it... You can be tender and compassionate with people. And, and speak to them in such a way that is the fruit of the Spirit. But it has to be truth. It has to be truth. You know, with my kids. And I, said, I don't have much problem with this anymore. Because we did it when they were little. 
consistently. But they would try to pitch a fit every once in a while. And I'd say, look, there's two ways this can, this can go. You can control you, or I will control you. Oh, that's not love, Sean. It is, because if I control them and they learn to control themselves, then they won't have to be handcuffed to be controlled later on in life. See, we got to think outside, the, outside of like the, you know, 10 minutes, the next 10 minutes. Now, if you haven't done that with your kids and they're older now, you either, now if they're teenagers, you got some work on your hands. But the Lord will help you. If they're adults, you got prayer work on your hands because they're in their own world now. Amen? And there's no condemnation. The Lord's not beating you up over it. But how many know the Lord doesn't lie? He's honest about these things, right? So we need to realize this. So the words of the wicked kill, but the speech of the upright saves. It saves. Uh, let's go over to Proverbs 12, verse 18. Skip down. There is one who speaks like the piercings of the sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. I love this. Now, I'm not going to get on the same side as I did on the, on the last verse concerning this one. I'll read a couple of different translations. New Living says this, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. Uh, Proverbs uh, 12, 18 in the God's Word translation says, careless words stab like a sword. But the words of the wise bring healing. How many know healing can come in a lot of forms? What is healing? Healing is a correction of something that's out of order back into order. That could be in the mind. That could be in the physical body. That could be in, uh, it could be in a spiritual situation if the person's not born again. It's a correction of something that's out of order back into order. That's what healing is. It's wholeness. It says this in the, in the message, it says, rash language cuts and maims. So this is somebody who just pops off about everything. They just say whatever, whatever that comes to their mind at that moment, they're just speaking it. Out of the abundance of who they are, they've trained and developed themselves to say or to speak. How many have ever been around somebody, they're quick-witted? They got quick wit. And, and it can be fun, it can be goofy, it's not all quick wit is wrong. But sometimes, how many of you have ever been around somebody and you can tell they're in an emotional kind of mess and they just keep talking and talking and talking and you've been in a room with this person with other people and the, and the room gets more and more comfortable as the, as the person continues to talk? How many have felt that uncomfortable feeling? It's spiritual. It's not just your natural feelings. It's spiritual. How many ever walked into a room and you knew a fight had been going on and it stopped when you got there? And it was so thick you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> it's because whatever you say creates. It brings forth manifestation. It brings forth manifestation. So it can cut, it can maim, or it can bring healing. The Passion Translation says, Reckless words are like the thrusts of a sword, cutting remarks meant to stab and hurt. The words of the wise soothe and heal. The tongue and words, talking about the piercings and the cuttings of the sword, the tongue and words are powerful. They are like a sword. They can stab, cut, maim, and hurt when used improperly. There is only one place words should be used to cut 
And that is to deal with the devil and his things. A heart full of faith and the word of God will stab, cut, maim, and hurt the enemy, not flesh and blood. You know what I mean by that? I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about correction pain. I'm ca- talking about destruction pain. There's a difference. As believers, we should never allow the words of the enemy uh, and the flesh to be uttered by our tongue. Every person has done this, but we must get better at not doing it. Quick to listen, slow to speak. No condemnation, just conviction. How many appreciate conviction? The words rash, reckless, and careless are used to describe the person who end up speaking words that hurt people. Did, where did it come from? How did I respond? What was my expression on my face when I spoke those words? Was it a con- place of, uh, from a place of Holy Spirit conviction and the word of God? Or was it from a place of this is just my own natural thinking, the enemy, or the nature of my flesh? What did I have my tongue attached to? In many cases, people are more guilty of self-harm in this area than hurting someone else. (laughs) Right? You say self-harm. Yeah, how many have heard of self-harm? You know, when I was a youth pastor, it had become more and more a problem among teens of cutting themselves. Do you know who else cut themselves? The madman of Gadara. And people say, oh, I have devils. No, no. You're yielding to one. You're yielding to one. And you want to get help with that as soon as possible. Remember the Lord said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you hate you, your neighbor's in trouble. Love your neighbor as you love your, all right, let's do this. Everybody put your hands right here. Say, I love what God loves. I love me. Now that can sound self-serving. But how much are you loved? Enough what was paid for you. (laughs) The son of God. Amen? The tongue of the wise promotes health. We'll go over this and then I'll give you these other passages. And we'll stop. Promotes, the word promote means to further or to progress. It means to advance or raise to a higher position or rank. So if we are not pleased with the rank of our life in certain areas, what do we need to change? What are you promoting in your life? Now, when we think of health, we always think of a physical thing. I mean, generally speaking, unless you've advanced your, that's where my mind would go, tend to go to. But health is, can be in every area. You can have an unhealthy self-image or a healthy self-image. You can have unhealthy an unhealthy home or a healthy home. You can have an unhealthy business or you can have a healthy business. And, and for, from what we're seeing here in Scripture... If you cease an area of your life that's unhealthy, what needs to change? Your mouth. Don't say, boy, this person in my life, they're so wrapped up in what the devil is doing in their life, I don't know if there's any way that they can get out. 
pray the scriptures over them, and then leave their will with them and God. You say, what do you mean? Don't manipulate. I watch people do this, and I know they're trying, they, they think they're walking in love. They, they think, I love this person so much, I just can't stand to see this in their life. I get it. I understand it. But you don't know better. I don't know better than what God's way is. And what I mean by that is if we begin to try and coerce somebody to love Jesus who's made up their mind that they're not going to, then even if they did change, what would the change be? It would just be a coercion that you were able to get over to get them to fall into, and the Lord knows their heart anyway. Let God deal with them. I'll just put it to you like this. He is much more convincing than you are. (laughs) Amen? You say, how do you do that? You relinquish your controlling personality. Really the flesh. (laughs) And everybody has a level of control. It's just some people have really developed it. <laughs> I just gotta have, if I don't have, I gotta have control. <laughs> That's not, if you do, if you are that way, you need to ask yourself the question how is this working out for me? <laughs> Actually, heard this years ago. I'm not gonna even go there. Okay. The word health means medicine, it means cure, it means deliverance, soundness, wholesome, and healing. The word carries the meaning of healing the incurable. I like that. So the principle applies, this principle applies uh, of speaking and deliverance and these things to every area the, the scriptures talk about. So when you look over your life, what do you see that is of low rank and unhealthy. Okay, what do you see? As you go home this week, as you go through your week, and, and you're spending time with the Lord, and you're fellowshipping in with Him, the Holy Spirit begins to deal with you. As you look over your life, what do you see that is considered unhealthy or low in rank? And what I mean by low in rank is, it isn't functioning at the level that Christ purchased for you. Now, everybody has these areas. There's nobody that's exempt. If you are exempt and you have every area perfect, just come talk to me after service. I'd like to know what you're doing and how you got so far ahead so quickly. You know, (laughs) you could be the Messiah. No, I'm just kidding. So we're always going to have these things to deal with. But what are they? What is the Lord showing me? And what do the scriptures say? What do I need to put in my mouth to promote Curing of the incurable. And don't just think physical health. It could be physical health. That's fine. If that's what you need to do, that's where it is. That's where it is. But every area of our lives. Once you see, watch this, and deal honestly with those areas. Somebody say it with me. Deal honestly. Now listen. Now, specifically right here, I'm talking about me individually, you individually, dealing honestly with me. Now, not all of you dealing honestly with me, (laughs) you know, because this is the nature of the flesh. 
even, even in the, even I have seen people, I've done this myself. I'm not going to even say other people. I've seen it happen in other places, but in myself. I've heard from the Lord and I applied it to someone else. Not Mike, just, I'm just pointing in general, okay? Someone, okay? <laughs> I mean, maybe I've done that with Mike, I don't know. But it's not coming to my head right now. But you understand what I'm saying? You actually hear from the Holy Ghost about something that is, that is, that he wants done, but you go, yes, Lord, I see that, and I know just the person who needs to hear it. <laughs> I am your prophet, God, send me. Can I call down fire while I'm doing this? You know, lightning bolts for, okay. You deal honestly with those areas. Now, if it's in a marriage, you deal honestly. I've noticed this with me and Heidi. We never make good progress if we, if we uh, only point out each other's faults. I heard the groans. So I know that truth is true. <laughs> what words are you going to put in your mouth for increased deliverance, soundness, and cure? Once you see the area, what words are you now going to begin to speak? The first is, Lord, <laughs> I'm sorry for that. That's not right. I don't want to function that way, Lord, but I know that as a natural person and a creature of habit, I may yield back to that, and I don't mean to. My heart is to follow you in this, so Lord, forgive me for that. I receive the forgiveness. I receive your mercy. Now I receive grace to help so I can change. And then usually, usually, I know we're Pentecostal, you know, actually here we're Lutheran, uh, former Catholic, Baptist, we go in the uh, Word of Faith, Pentecostal. I mean, we've had, you know, everybody. Because I'm, I'm this way. I like don't care what your religious background is. Do you love Jesus? Do you love his word? Let's get her done. You know what I mean? I'm just that way. I mean, but not making excuse about it. And, and Lord, I receive, and, and we like this as, as kind of Pentecostals. We want God to just kind of come in and, you know, do a, do a, 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 a jail-shaken moment where chains fall off of you and all your neighbors are all of a sudden healed and everything changed. But it's probably not going to happen that way. I'm not saying it can't. If it does, please let me know. We'll share the testimony. I believe it, but usually spiritual development is a lot like natural development. Your shoe, you, you, your feet grow a little bit and you got to buy new shoes. You say, what do you mean by that? That means you're feeding on the word, fellowshipping with the Lord, and you just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and develop on the inside like you did on the outside. And one day you wake up, and I heard Joyce Meyer say this years ago, she was like, I was looking for something to worry about and I didn't know what to do because I wasn't worrying anymore. Amen? I wasn't worried. I, it was gone. That's the power of the word. And it will operate in your life that way. So what words are you going to put in your mouth? Find the scriptures that speak to your situation and speak them to your situation. And <laughs> it sounds redundant. Find the scriptures that speak to your situation and speak them to your situation. Jesus said this. He said, if you say to the mountain, be what? Lifted up. And if you believe, it will. That's not my words. That's 
his words. Amen? Let me give you a couple of scriptures here and then we'll stop. Proverbs 12, 19 is a good one. Proverbs 14, 25. If you need to go back and watch this later, you can. They'll be recorded. Proverbs 15, 4. Proverbs 16, 1. Proverbs 16, 24. Proverbs 17, 14. 17, 20. 17, 27. 17, 28. Proverbs 18, 4. 18, 6. 18, 7. Proverbs 21, 23. 22, 12. 22, 21. 25, 15. Uh, yeah, 25, 15. 25, 23. 26, 28. 29, 20. And Proverbs 30, verse 5. That's just in Proverbs. You can see if I went through every one of these, we'd be on it for months. That all, now they don't all say the same thing, but they all deal with your tongue. And people are in our society are flippant. They say things all the time that is just like, what? You know? And our culture, in case you haven't noticed, is trying to redefine words. We need to be aware, amen, and speak life and speak truth. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.